This is episode 37 with Sarah Polan. She has a full time job as a full stack web developer, has two daughters, and she's been developing an app for female entrepreneurs as her side hustle. Her background story is quite interesting, and that goes to show us that adapting to adversity brings great things into our lives. In this episode, we talk about her aha moment to start developing her app, how being a mom changed her mindset about life, how her daughters help her become a better person, and the importance of having a job that's constantly challenging us and teaching us new skills. Super cool interview. Let's get started. Welcome to the Dusk to Dawn podcast. My name is Lucas. I'm a maker and entrepreneur fascinated by creativity and design. And now I'll be sharing these stories of people just like you and me who have a dream and are making it happen. Thank you for tuning in today. Now let's dive in. Welcome back to the Dusk to Dawn podcast. And I'm super stoked about today's interview. It's been a while that we've been trying to coordinate a day and a time because my guest is on the other side of the planet in the Netherlands. Sarah Pollen, how are you? I'm excellent. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started with your background story to get to where you are today. <laughs> um, so originally I went to school to be an opera singer. Um, so I got a bachelor's in music and after that I decided to go ahead and jump the pond. Um, and so I did my master's in Paris and then while I was studying in Paris, um, I met my husband at the time and eventually we relocated here to the Netherlands. And at that point I was still singing. And then I had my daughters, um, one of them who was born in Paris and one of them who was born here in Amsterdam. And the more I kind of got into this performance lifestyle, the more I kind of wondered, is it actually something that I want to do? You know, I had two really young kids at the time. Performing takes a lot of traveling, you know, six weeks on the road here, six weeks on the road there just really hard. And then everything just kind of fell apart. And from one day to the next, I had this, you know, happy nuclear family that's upper middle class, not a care in the world. And literally the next day I was a single mom with no income, two kids. Um, my youngest was six months. My oldest was almost two at that point. And so uh, I gave it another shot. And I remember standing in an audition one day and just being like, you know, these people are here and they're judging me for things that just, they don't matter. You know, I might sing a wrong note, but it, it doesn't change who I am, what I do and what I have to offer. And so I literally walked out of that audition and said, I'm done. I'm putting it away. Really started to look for something that I could do at that point, you know, I was a trained musician. There wasn't a lot. I found a position that rested on French because I was, uh, I spoke French and English. So I got hired 
by a company doing um, operations for human resources. And I worked for them for a while, but almost immediately, you know, I, I understood that it really wasn't what I wanted to do. It wasn't who I was. I also kind of went, you know, I know I'm not the other, the only woman in this position who's, you know, who has kids, who's life has really altered in some shape or form. I wonder, you know, how many other women are out there who who are going through the similar thing. I started thinking and I decided at that point that I wanted to put together this app and I wanted this app to really kind of coach women through what they need and identify what they're missing in their lives to get to the next step um, and to really kind of have that sense of fulfillment in their lives. So I started thinking about how to do that. And I put this team together. Um, one of my best friends, who's also here in the Netherlands now, a fitness coach out of New York City. And then we really wanted it to be an all-female startup. So we went searching and we found what we thought would be a great fit. Yeah, a web de- web app developer. We brought her on. Things were going really well. This huge investment opportunity. And from one day to the next, she just pulled out. She literally just disappeared. And we were left with this, you know, idea that, that, you know, had been validated by these investors. But they said, you know, if you don't have an MVP, we can't invest. So we were all like, oh, man, this is this is bad. This is like, oh, no. Wow. What are we going to do? So we just we started thinking, you know, at that point, I had suffered a burnout at work. I wasn't happy anymore. But. The flip side is I had gotten to do this huge tech project with them. And I realized that I actually really loved tech um, and I really wanted to learn more about it. So I decided to pick up coding a little bit on my own. So I did some online tutorials and then eventually I was just like, you know what? It's not moving fast enough. I need this to go faster. I quit my job (laughs) (laughs) and I went back to school um, and I did a certification for web app development for Ruby on Rails and also for JavaScript. And at the end, I was yeah more or less able to, to code. So at that point, I started really diving into the app and starting to do easier things on my own. But then I said, you know, I don't really feel like I'm quite there yet to be at a place where I can do it all by myself. So... I went out and I started looking for a job that I thought would be the next best step for me. And I started working for a large startup and I was doing their developer support. Great company. The people were amazing. And I was really lucky to find a mentor within the company. And the mentor really helped me grow, make sure, made sure that I understood exactly what was happening with the code base to the point where at four months, I was like, okay, well, this is amazing and you guys are wonderful and thank you for this opportunity, but I'm really ready to move on now. (laughs) So (laughs) I was contacted by another company who asked if I would be willing to go and code for them. And I said, yeah, heck yeah, but I only want to do it four days a week. And they're like, yeah, okay, no problem. So now I have a great job doing... Uh, what's called full stack web development. So I do everything from making it look pretty basically to all of the logic that's behind it and the operational and functional part of the app itself. Um, And I do that four days a week. And then I have one day a week that I split um, and do my thing with my coding. 
And then I get to spend the afternoon with my kids because they only have a half day of school. And it's just the best thing ever. Wow. Thank you for sharing your story. I know this question is so hard because it's our life and it's hard to put our life in five or 10 minutes because there's so many things that happen that they're like tangents to the main story of our life. And sometimes if we don't go on these tangents, the main story doesn't really make sense. So thank you for putting this whole story together in like <laughs> 10 minutes. I know it's not easy, <laughs> but no, it's been, it's been quite the adventure. Yeah, totally. To go from the United States to the Netherlands to Paris and then Netherlands, it's it's definitely an adventure for sure. <laughs> you had this idea for the app. Mm -hmm. Did you know you wanted to create an app from the beginning to see your vision come to reality? Or did you consider other mediums to put this female entrepreneur community out there? No, I had really, I struggled with exactly how I wanted to do this initially. I thought maybe I wanted to do it through health and wellness initially, and maybe like a wellness center and something that felt kind of centered more around purely physical. Um, so I actually before I even started doing app, I went and got my massage certification and started playing around a little bit with, um, with different massaging techniques and Swedish massage and Thai massage. Um, cause I thought that was really where I wanted to go with it. But then the more I massaged, the more I said, you know, I really like this. This is a great hobby. It can be a very lucrative hobby even, but it's, you know, I want something that has a broader reach. I really want to be able to help people like, um, like people have reached out and helped me and helped me identify my goals and really get people from point A to point B. And the app was the best way to do that. For me, the app was the best way to focus on what people themselves needed because maybe not everyone needs, um, the more physical side but maybe they need more focus on the financial or the relationships. So in the end, I decided, you know, I want to focus on a medium that's going to have the most reach and the most flexibility to give women really what they need and what they're searching for. Interesting. When your partner left the partnership all of a sudden, mm -hmm. did you consider changing the medium of maybe doing a Facebook group versus an app or something easier that would be easier to push through versus, oh, my God, now I need to learn to code the finance side of it's going to the ground because the investors yeah. now don't want to invest. Did you consider <laughs> other alternative or you're like, no, the app is this is it? No, I think we were all three of us were really focused on the app and bringing the app to reality. And so when we lost the investor and we lost the other partner, um, we really just said, okay, let's regroup. How are we going to do this now? And I, at that point was when I said, yep, nope, this is how we're going to do it. I'm going to 
just learn how to do it and then we can go from there and see where it takes us and how long it takes us. Did you have a full-time job while all this was happening? So I have, I've always had a full-time job except for the time when I was in school. Wow. Um, Did you, did you think about giving up on the idea, like totally giving up and just sticking to a nine to five full-time job? No, (laughs) I've never been a nine to five person. I can do it for, you know, periods of time before I need to either switch jobs or find something that's a little bit more multifaceted. Um, But I need what I do in life to give me energy. Um, And honestly, coding is the first time where I've ever gotten energy from a nine to five job. Um, but even then, you know, it's, it's not really nine to five cause I only work four days a week. Um, so it's really helped me find the balance between what I need to bring to grow an entrepreneurship and to grow this project and to make sure that I have food on the table and I can do that without stress and, kind of up my productivity because there's less stress, if that makes sense. Oh, totally, totally makes sense. I, I think it's super cool that your full-time job really complements your entrepreneurial journey because like, like the other episodes in the podcast, there, there are so many different paths to live the life that you want And sometimes we go from doing this thing full time to doing something totally different in our entrepreneurial journey. And you're (laughs) able to marry both of them. So it's like, it's like your brain's in the same zone at all times. I think that's awesome. Uh, It's it's been amazing. And what I had kind of promised myself going into coding was that, I would stay in a job as long as I'm learning from that job. But the moment that I'm not learning something that benefits me and that really helps me grow as a person, then it's really time for me to move on. So with my last job, it happened much faster than I had anticipated it. And the same thing goes for my current job. You know, right now I'm learning and I'm seeing how to put all of these things together and really marrying all of these skills together to that I can bring um, to my own project. But as soon as that's no longer happening, I know that it's time for me to move on. To do this, it's it takes a certain level of, I want to say self-awareness, but that's not the word I'm looking for, to, to be at the same time dedicated to a job. But be detached from it at the same time that, you know, if you stop learning, you move on. Were you always this person or this is something that you developed through experiences in life? I think it's something that's, that I've developed, especially in the past five years and really being a mom, I've really seen when it's time to draw the line, it's time to draw the line. And so The cool thing about being a parent is there's so many just parallels between what you see and what you do 
as a parent and then you can kind of bring that and transpose it into your own life. So if I say um, no bedtimes at a certain time, well, okay, yeah, that makes sense for a kid, but why doesn't that make sense for me as well? So you know what? 10.30, bedtime, lights out, time for me to sleep. If I'm tired, it needs to be before then because all of this is such a balancing act that the moment you pull one thing out and it's out of it's no longer in balance, the whole thing just kind of starts to fall apart. And so I really try to use my kids as a mirror for my life. They really do mirror how I'm feeling also. So like if I'm really stressed out, they pick up on that and I see that in return. Um, if I'm tired, they tend to be really cranky. And they've just been so amazing in, in showing me so many different things and really saying, you know, I'm, I'm just a big kid. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is truly incredible um, what you're saying now. It's this conscious parenting and picking up on the feedback that the kids give you in real time. Kids are so transparent and so yeah. in the moment that they're not going to sugarcoat reality to make it seem something that's not. Like I said, if you're if you're tired, they get cranky. They're not going to pretend they're not cranky. And then you not are exactly. like, oh, my God, you know, I'm tired. I need to change my <laughs> mindset. No, it's, it's, it's amazing. And they're, they're so great about it. And same with verbal cues. So if I'm being really negative about something, you better believe in the next day or two, I'm going to start hearing more and more negative feedback from them. And that's kind of my cue to say, Oh, nope, I need to reframe that. I need to kind of, I need to make it more positive. Why am I saying that? Um, and it's just, it's so beneficial for everyone involved. It's beneficial for them, but then it's also beneficial for everyone that I come in contact with as well. Yeah, totally. You, you're going down, well, you have been going down the path less traveled for a yes. great part of your life. You know, not everyone picks their stuff up and move to Paris and then move to the <laughs> Netherlands and then, you know, go from singing to have a tech job to starting your own company to develop an app. It's definitely mm -hmm. the path less traveled. Absolutely. Does, is, does that influence, like, this desire to go after the life you envision, does that influence the way you're raising your daughters? Absolutely. In what um, way? Uh, I just, you know, I think the world of them, I think they're, as every parent does, I think they're just amazingly bright. And I want to be able to give them everything, but I also want to want for them to experience everything because my life has been so rich in various experiences, whether it be, you know, cultural or, you know, there's, been, I can't deny there's been a fair amount of adversity also, but that has changed who I am as a person and has made me a much rounder person. And I think a much more fulfilled person. Um, so I, for them, I hope that they'll take those challenges um, and really kind of step out of their comfort zones because it's so worth it. 
there's so much that that can be experienced and you know it, it just it's so varied and you just never know what what's going to happen you know and five years ago I would have never thought I would be living in the Netherlands yeah um you know 10 years before that my intention was to be in Paris for a year you know so um <laughs> have you it's just have you seen your kids experience something that's outside of their comfort zone? With my older one, I see it quite frequently. Um, she really has a hard time doing, doing things that she's not comfortable with. Mm -hmm. um, so they both go to a Dutch school. Um, but obviously we speak English at home and their father's French. So they grew up with English and French, but not Dutch. And I think the first month that she was at school was, <laughs> poor thing, the hardest thing for her because, you know, she didn't really understand what was going on. She certainly didn't speak the language. Um, And she's really a kid that's just on top of everything. She wants to know what's happening, why it's happening, how it's happening. And so for her to be just completely, essentially deaf and mute was just incredibly difficult for her. Um, and she spent the better part of a year with no friends. But now she's kind of this like class liaison in a lot of ways. So there are a lot of kids coming in that are from multicultural families that don't necessarily speak Dutch. And she's, you know, the first kid in the class to be like, no, it's okay. And she'll translate for them. Um, we'll go places in the neighborhood and, you know, not a day goes by that they're not five kids being like, Hey, Hey, how's it going? <laughs> um, so she's really just like taken that experience and had so much empathy for these other kids that don't, don't always know what's going on or don't always feel comfortable and has just become this like kind of pillar of her classroom. And she's like strong and happy. And I'm just like so proud of her. Wow. That's incredible. That's really cool. I asked you this because when we decide to go on this entrepreneur journey, I feel like we have a lot of tolerance for being uncomfortable because it's something mm. new for us. And so mm -hmm. sometimes I, I think we project that onto other human beings that, hey, if I can handle this, you can handle it too. You know, go out there and do this or, you know it'll be okay. Just step outside of our comfort zone. Sometimes it's so as for us to say that, but it's because we're in this process. And I was really curious to see if you've done something similar <laughs> to your daughter, like, Hey, because uh, I've, absolutely. I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've been through all this. You can handle that. <laughs> you know, and I, I kind of want to get, get them used to adversity and being uncomfortable now when I have a little bit more control over the situation. So I know at the end of the day, I'll be there to be like, you know what? It's okay. It, it was uncomfortable. It didn't feel good, but Hey, look now, like you're doing awesome. And next time, you know, a good friend of mine published a book. It's called stuff Dutch people like, and it's just the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> Sounds um, funny. 
And the best advice I've ever had from her is do one thing a day that scares you. And it's just, it's changed my life because you know what? You do one thing a day that scares you and then it doesn't seem so bad the next time. It just, everything kind of falls into place a little bit easier and taking those, I don't even know if I can call them risks because there's not a lot of risk behind them. It's just uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. Um, it just makes it easier the next time. What's been the most uncomfortable thing you've done this week so far? Um, yeah, I had to code something that I had no idea how to do. <laughs> <laughs> And I just had to be like, yep, nope, I will get it for you. No problem. And then turned around and sweat bullets for a couple hours and then sat down and just literally one step at a time, you know, just if I do this and this, does it work? Okay. Yes. If I do this and this, does it work? No. Okay. So let's go back to the first step. And it's just, you know, coding can be a metaphor for life. Again, you just take the next step. You break it down as far as you can, and then you make something more cohesive out of it as you go. But it's really just one teeny tiny step at a time. Wow. Yeah, in, in coding, in order to fix it, you have to start, right? You have to yeah, exactly. you have to put on the screen while you think it's right, and then when you hit the compile button, it's going to crash somewhere, and you just got to figure out how to fix that one line so everything else is runs smoothly. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely that. When you're saying uh, do one scary thing every day, It's, mm -hmm. it's kind of like going to the gym when, when you go to the gym and you do that last rep, that's so hard and you're almost like throwing up because the weights are so heavy. The next time you go, you know, you can handle that and more and you build exactly. that, that resilience. I love that concept. Yeah, it's absolutely the same thing because your mind and yeah, I, your confidence, they're just muscles. So you might as well treat them the same way you would treat a muscle if you're trying to strengthen that. And if you don't want to strengthen that, that's fine. Like you do you, but if you want to strengthen it, then you have to be prepared to do something that's a little uncomfortable sometimes. That's true. And then you get comfortable being uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but then you get comfortable and it just feels so good. <laughs> That is that is so true. Sarah, it's been amazing. I'm really glad we're able to make this happen. I love your story. I love what you're doing with your life, career-wise, entrepreneurial-wise. As a mom raising two daughters, it's really incredible that you're really treating your day as blocks of time versus being reactive all the time. You You block time to do to to spend time with your daughter, to work on your app, to have your full time job, and to do life, to do everyday life stuff. This is really amazing. <laughs> Thank and, you so much. And I have to ask you this. Hit me. <laughs> What was holding you back from making it happen? Self confidence. I didn't think I was worth enough. Um. Because, you know, 
everything else was there. I had the abilities to do it. I had the drive to do it. Um, but what trips me up time and time again, and it will tomorrow again, is just my self-confidence. Am I worth doing it? And can I do it? Love it. And it's, yeah, I think a lot of people struggle with it, but it's hard. It's a hard one. Love it. Love it. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. And there you have it, guys. Sarah Poland straight from the Netherlands. Yes, life is a balancing act. Sometimes when one aspect of our lives gets out of hand, the whole thing can crumble. And it's up to us to find the balance again. Thank you, Sarah, for sharing your conscious parenting tips. I just became a dad for the first time, and hearing you say those things was really cool. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave me a review anywhere. You can leave a review on the Dust to Dawn podcast Facebook page or on iTunes. I'd love to hear what you're thinking about this podcast. I'll see you next Saturday. Cheers.